Yeah, Austin, when you're kind of studying for this race, what what do you look at? Because I can't imagine you're looking at the end of last year's race because, <laughs> I mean, the situation you were in, I mean, even if it did repeat itself, I don't know that you could do anything different. Yeah, I... Yes, the, the the completion of this race last year uh, was the only part uh, that I skipped over because, yeah, to your point, it looked like a you know six car arca race at the end of the thing because there was only about six cars running. Um, so from from that standpoint, uh, yeah, not a ton to learn from the finish last year. Obviously, had a really great shot at at, at winning and sweeping both Daytona events last year. But um, you know, we've had some strong speedway cars. I feel like speedway racing's evolved a lot since last year. Um, but there's been a lot of, lot, lot to, lot to dive into this week. And do you have a good feeling of like, you know, what you want to do if you're in a position on that final lap, or do you learn throughout the race of what you'll need to do? I, I think it all, as always, it, it depends on who's around you and, and certainly handling, you know, are we, are we on a green white checkered? Is it, you know, you know, has it been a full fuel stint? You have age on your tires. I think all of those things are contributing factors because handling does come into play at Daytona. It's just, you know, how much is it going to be different than the 500? Felt like the 500, you saw guys struggle more for handling this year than, than last year for whatever reason. So um, I think all those factors play into it. But yes, those are definitely things that um, I've, I've studied throughout this week so far. And just one more. Uh, how much help do you expect from Fords other than Penske Fords, considering there are a lot that need, uh, you know, that need to get in. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, at a at a bare minimum, I think we can all help each other get to the end of the race as far as pit strategy and and staying towards the front of the field. You know, making high percentage moves. I think all those things benefits all of us. You know, because to your point, there's a lot of Fords that, that still need to win and get in. So, um, and only one of us can do that. So. Um, yeah, I think throughout the race, we can certainly benefit each other. Um, but, but at the end, yeah, I, I think, I think the end of the race is really no different, um, than how it would be in the past. Obviously, I think anyone who's driving a Ford, if they can't win, would like to see either their teammate or a Ford win. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I think everyone's going to be doing what's best for themselves at the end, as you expect. Thanks. Hey, Austin, I wanted to go back to something you had said over the weekend at Watkins Glen about this season for this team. You made a comment about you guys have had to go back to fundamentals sometimes, like let's just finish a race. <laughs> have there been any tough conversations about that this year? Um, just uh, again, trying to put things together. You said you guys needed to get your act together, so to speak. So I'm just curious when, when you've basically had to go back to the basics does that include having to have just some tough conversations of, of you guys all kind of like, again, just what are we doing here? Uh, yes and no. I mean, there are certainly points of the year where it's, I think, I think I'll work with enough talented people that, you know, if someone's done something wrong or if I've done something wrong, I think all the individuals, on at least on my team, you know, we're pretty quick to stick our hands up and say, Hey, look, that was on me today. Like, this is, this is, these are the things we could have done to be better and, and and you close out on it. So I don't think there's, there's many, none of the tough conversations have been tough to have. Maybe that's, that's the best way to put it. Um, because, you know, I, th I think the expectation for, for myself and my team and uh, my, my team of our team um, is, is high and justifiably so. So uh, from, from that standpoint, um, we, we try and get the best. And sometimes when, 
you, you're, you're not able to get much of anything out of a race weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, you, you got to go back to the basics. I think in the last month we've done a very good job at execution, something that's come at a premium. Um, you know, I would say for the first half of the season for us. So um, unfortunately we're, we're getting to that point right before the cutoff of the regular season. Has this year felt any different, maybe not more of a rookie season, but ha has it felt any different in, in how much learning has gone and development has gone on with this team this year versus last year? Maybe because, again, you had the win in the 500s, you, so you guys could could focus on, you know, the playoffs. You knew you were going to be in. So if if my question makes sense, does this year feel more maybe of a learning and a, and a growth process for this team? Yeah, it's hard to understand or attribute to to what or why. Yeah, I can't just sit here and tell you like one thing. But yes, this year feels different because I've run a lot worse than last year. So it feels a lot different. There's a lot more days that, you know, looking in the mirror and trying to figure out how to change or refine my process to 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 absolutely maximize, you know, every every race event. So um that's that's been a, a constant battle. You know, I'm I'm pretty self-motivated person, internally motivated person. Um, and, and when things aren't going right, uh, I'm usually the first person I look at. So, um, and, and that's what my team expects out of me. And that's, you know, at the same time, you know, how, how to, how does, how do things that I do affect the people around me and, you know, all of those things, whether if it's leadership qualities or, you know, trying to, trying to just figure out mechanically how to make a car go faster, you know, whether if that's with pieces and parts on the car or, um, how I'm driving the car. So yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, um, you know, difficult Sunday nights because, you know, it's, it's definitely been different, not running well. And one last thing on the playoffs, you had also said at Watkins Glen, this is new territory for you in the sense of, if you look at your career trucks, Xfinity and last year in cup, you've always been a part of the playoffs. So I'm curious, how is the pressure, if that's the right word this year of competing to make the playoffs different from the years of always being a playoff contender, always, you know, be having the expectations of being a championship contender. It'll be different ter territory next week if I'm not in the playoffs. So, I, I mean, there, there are times in my career I've had to fight to get in the playoffs. Absolutely. I think, you know, that's, that's the point of the playoff format. So I, I, I have been there before. I'm, you know, and even trying to make it round around in the playoffs is, is a similar situation. So um, my playoff experience probably, I would say mentally, you know, would, would help someone um, in, in this situation because it is the same similar when in your end, you have to have to execute on one day, you know, even the championship four situation. So um, I think just being able to have experience racing under pressure, it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, and, and mix that with speedway racing and it's, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. Thank you. We'll go to Mitchell next. Austin, you obviously were able to win at Daytona last season. With how much of a wild card that this race can prove to be, does having that win increase your confidence going into this weekend? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I've had success on super speedways, and, and that definitely comes down to decision-making and being able to maximize an opportunity. I mean, track position is important with everything that we do. Um, so you have to, you have to get there and earn a spot, you know, at the end of the race to be able to make something happen or, or 
you know, execute an opportunity. So I would say that the meat and potatoes of the race is still very important, but um, from, from a, from a confidence standpoint, um, I get confidence in my preparation and, and I would say my preparation tells me that things have changed a lot since the first super speedway race we did that I won. So um, I am very open-minded to, to how things have, have kind of evolved with, with this car throughout the races. You know, the one thing that's probably stayed the same is, is the tire and, and the aero package. Um, and that's about it um, from, from a, from a racing standpoint, I think your, your competitors are, are a lot closer than, than what they were to start. Uh, so trying to differentiate yourself um, and make high percentage moves um, is, is I, I think, I think key to being able to find success at the end of the day. And you mentioned um, track position. Do you think that we've seen in previous years where people have hung back and tried to avoid the chaos. Do you think it's almost more important now to be towards the front of the field in these races looking at it? Yeah. I've never really understood the whole like ride around in the back thing, unless you're trying to save fuel or you're so good on points that there's absolutely nothing to gain. But the way I see it, there's so many guys that have so much to gain by getting points this weekend, even guys that are locked into the playoffs that can guarantee themselves you know, six or eight more playoff points versus their competitors. Um, I think everyone has something to race for this weekend. So uh, I see very few, but I've, I've never, I've never really quite understood, stood that mentality. So um, no, you will not see me riding at the back. Thank you. We'll go to RJ next. Hey, Austin. So first, kind of just a general question. I think a few years ago, I remembered uh, asking you a question about when you were in Xfinity about all the talent you're racing against, mostly on like road courses when drivers from other series would come uh, and run. And I remember you, you know, answering about how fun it was to race against a lot of different names all across, you know, not just motorsports, but the world. How has it been this year in the Cup Series? We've seen so many people from so many different backgrounds come and race throughout the year. And as we start to close out this year, what can you say about kind of the, the the talent, the big names that you've been able to race against this year. And if you have there been specific drivers you've been able to been able to kind of like pick their brains on certain racetracks and things like that. Um I haven't had much like personal interface with I, I assume you're referencing a lot more of the the international um talent that's that's come to the series and race on road courses. I would say probably the coolest um experience I've had is to race against Jimmy Johnson. Um, which I would say a good percentage of the field has raced Jimmy Johnson, but I've never raced Jimmy Johnson. So I thought it was cool, you know, being on track with him and um, you know, what, what his legacy means to the sport. I, I think no pun intended um, <laughs> what his legacy means to the sport. I, I think, I think there's no, I mean, there's like only two other guys that even statistically match up to him. So to, to be able to race against him, I think was, was, was the coolest part of the year, but um, it, it's been interesting to, to watch, like, you know, whether it's Shane or Jensen, you know, some of these guys who've had a couple shots at it, um, you know, what their progression's been like, but also like kind of how they even go about, you know, the day-to-day -day process of, you know, our race weekends, because our race weekends are super unique to any other form of motorsport with how short of practice sessions we get, but at the same time, we're, you know, a lot of media obligations and sponsor obligations and, and, and things of, of that nature that, I would say are uh, um, you would have a fraction of in it in most other racing series. So um, it's been kind of interesting to be a fly on the wall and watch some of that. 
just on how different it is. Um, but yeah, I would say Jimmy Johnson's at the top of the list for coolest guy I've gotten to race this year. For sure. And and even if you aren't able to find the same success you guys did, you know, last February or two Februarys ago when you won the Daytona 500, what is the biggest, what would be the biggest goal for you and your team going into that final 10 race stretch of the season? Uh, if I don't make the playoffs, um, be the best teammate, win a race. Those are, those are, those are my two in order, most important goals. Yes, sir. Thank you. We'll go to Zach next. Hey, Austin. I have a question outside of the NASCAR playoffs and Daytona talk. Uh, heading back to last weekend, I want to hear what your thoughts were on having no stage breaks this year at road courses, and if you prefer that over stopping for each stage. Yeah, I think it's different track to track because um, e each each track has, has different, I guess, ebbs and flows of, you know, you look at Indy and Coda and there's a lot of runoff and not too many walls and not too many super challenging corners um, is, or high-risk corners. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, you're going to have a much – lower percentage of having a caution like even 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 at Watkins Glen we didn't have too many cautions but um you know if, if you rewatch some of these races the the stage breaks are really some of the only cautions that, that happen in the race so um I, I think it really depends on on what you're con consuming uh, I would say from a series standpoint you know there's something to be learned for you know the stage breaks or the race lengths um, to influence, you know, whether that's different strategy calls throughout the race. Um, you know, and, and I don't necessarily have any suggestions just sitting here. I can't say I've really been overly critical one way or the other. Um, but uh, I think you you can play with the race lengths and, and, and add probably more strategy into it than, you know, probably say what Watkins Glen had, for example, because Watkins Glen was a really straight up race for the most part, you know, plus or minus, you know, two laps pitting one side of the window or the other. And, you know, we were one of the fortunate ones to catch that caution while we were on pit road. Um, but it, as far as that goes, I mean, the crazy restarts and, and stuff like that, um, I, I think it all depends on what you want to watch. And I think it's great that we, we have, we'll have a sample size by the end of the year to, to, to look at as, as a sport and, you know, see what was, what was better or what wasn't better. The thing that I do like about, the stage cautions being eliminated on road courses is that, is that the best cars get rewarded for running the best because otherwise if you wanted to win the race you were never going to get max points like period like you had to pretty much th throw away stage points to to win a road course race last year or, or really since the start of you know stage racing so um for the most part so uh i, I think that brings in the spirit of of rewarding running well um, and that's what I've always thought stage points were all about. And one more, how much more physically demanding does it get not having a plan break or not knowing you have that plan break in that race? It depends on the racetrack, like Charlotte Roval. Uh, I think that'll be pretty challenging. Uh, Indianapolis was, was fairly challenging, uh, cause it was, it was pretty warm. And when I say challenging, I mean, it's going to be different for, for every driver, whether it's just long runs, having to manage tires and, you know, the cars getting quite a bit looser because these cars, you know, e even though we don't see a lot of fall off, they, they do change a lot and they get a lot harder to drive throughout the stint, but it kind of equals out with, with, with the fuel burn off with, with the pace. Um, so you can add that into the equation if your car's not driving well, but um, like just as many 
corners as there were like in Indianapolis. Like I don't think I ever took my left hand off the steering wheel. I got done with the race and like my arm was like locked in one position. I was like, man, I literally never moved. Like I'm sure all of us can like sit at a table and like try not to move your arm for three and a half hours. And like, doesn't even matter if you're putting in a physical effort, like that's going to be like very tiresome to do that. Um, so it's just something funny. I noticed after Indy, but um, yeah, it's physical, but uh, I don't, I, I kind of like that challenge to be honest. Like it, it, it should be physically challenging to, to do what we do. Not that it isn't if you had cautions and so on, but yeah, that's, that's close to an endurance race at that point. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. And then we'll wrap things up with Dan. Hey, Austin, I guess I get the, I get the last word here with you. Um, I had a writer uh, shoot me a, a question for you, and it kind of follows on what Kelly was talking about, maybe some of those Sunday nights or some of those tough conversations you were talking about earlier. But, you know, how have you maintained perspective and a positive attitude when you face some of the challenges that you've faced so far this season? That's a good question. Um, I usually don't let myself go home until I have figured out um, all my problems. <laughs> That's usually my, if, if I've landed and I still have a problem with what happened throughout the day, I'll either go to Waffle House or park my car on the side of the road and go for a walk. But when when I go to bed on Sunday night, I I have at least come to peace with everything that's happened in the day and, you know, try and figure out a way to, way to, move through it or make progress, you know, throughout the week. So uh, I guess that's, that's my very direct answer of, of how I deal with that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there's been certain points of time this year that have definitely not been, been easy for not just me, but you know, all of us. So, um, and then there's some days that it's like, Oh my gosh, it's so easy to run. Well, like how, how has this not happened all, all year? <laughs> it's honestly easier to run well than it is to run terrible. So um, trying to trying to diagnose some of that. And, um, you know, we, we, we've had races, you know, of recent that have have gone well that, you know, make you realize you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But, um, you know, look, I, I, I've driven enough race cars. I've worked with enough race teams. You know, obviously the Cup Series level is is the highest level. You're going you're gonna to have, you know, you're going to be easily exposed when you're racing at the highest level, whether if that's racing in NASCAR, racing in IndyCar, racing in IMSA, racing in Formula One, um, if you're racing against the absolute best, you know, each weakness that, that, that stacks up, you're going to be exposed a lot quicker um, when you're racing against people that have, have their act together. So um, for, from that standpoint, um, when, when it's bad, it looks really bad and it feels really bad. So um, it's, it's good motivation to, to be a perfectionist.